East last year with the cast of characters from the practice squad. And this year, they're already riddled with injuries before week one. Can they repeat? We're going to talk about it. I'm Jonah Wooten, and this is the Restricted Zone Podcast. Guys, how y'all doing today? Pretty What's good. What's going on, y'all? Yo, yo, what's good? We got DP Miller in the house, bro. What's up? Hey, how's it going, fellas? Colin Semprime, check in, bro. What's going on, everyone? How's everybody doing? Good. Jamar Morant. What's up, up, everybody? And Chris McClendon, bro. What's what's going on, bro? How everybody doing? What's good? So we all good. Let's let's start with the NBA playoffs, man. We got last night, actually, the um Celtics finished off the Raptors in game seven. The Raptors had actually forced the game seven in overtime with game with their game six win. But the Celtics finished them off last night. So now we got Heat and Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals. Y'all wanna get into that first or y'all wanna hop over to the West first? I think we should start off with the West. I think that's some. The West is more. It's better anyway. The West is more competition. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, the Lakers tonight actually have the, the opportunity to finish off the Rockets. They're up three games of one. The Rockets took the first game of the series. They went up one zero, but the Lakers and Braun said none of that. Took three straight, and now they're on the verge of the Western Conference Finals. So, um, can they finish off the Rockets tonight? Let's start with you, Colin. Can they finish out the Rockets? Absolutely. I mean, like, LeBron's is going to take over. Honestly, I just feel like the Rockets really – if Russell Westbrook had played like a point guard and not like a destructive freak, we it might be a closer series. It might be a toss-up. But, yeah, this is Lakers. It's easy for the Lakers to get this W. You don't think there's a game six at least? Like the, the Nuggets, the Nuggets were able to force a game six against the Clippers. Rockets are done. There's no, no chance. Well, they have. Well, the Nuggets have Jokic, uh, one of the best big men. It's not one of the best big men in the league. So that's something the Rockets don't have. They have an undersized five. So the Lakers been punishing them in the paint. Mar, what you think, bro? Uh, the Lakers are gonna end it. The Rockets don't stand a chance. No matter. The, no matter who anybody plays like or if anybody snap is over, bro. It's not going to sit. Take the L out of love or it's over? Dang. Is so, there anyone is there anyone who feels like the Rockets can at least force a game six or absolutely not. Not at all. They they're not making it past tonight. That small ball lineup that they have is not gonna work. They were supposed to get swept. Honestly. 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 They were supposed to get swept. They played two nights after that game seven in OKC in LA was well rested. They were supposed to get swept. They should have got swept. You're not going to win a team with your backcourt as Russell Westbrook and James Harden. You're not going to win a championship with that. I feel like the Chris Paul combination was a lot better, but, you know, the Rockets felt like Russell was the better player, you know, so it is what it is. And not only that, but they traded the only big men away that they now need. They trade away Clint Capella when they're going to get up against a team that got three bigs. Yeah, the Rockets are a very small team. Yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. So, do you, what do you think about that, DP? Oh, yeah, it's over. Uh, you know, they came in. They won game one. 
I mean, I, w- I, went, I don't know if it should have been a sweep or not. I feel like, like LeBron and them said, they had to figure it out. They had to figure out how to adjust against the speed, the defense of the rap, uh, the Rockets at the time. Um, and then they figured it out. And then you seen from game one, adjustment after adjustment after adjustment. I do feel like that, that West, Russell Westbrook, he he's hasn't been playing. I mean, he's been playing like himself. He's been playing reckless. Um, and I yeah. think that uh, James Harden, personally, I think that James Harden hasn't done enough to demand the ball. I think he's been willing to give up the ball when they trap. I think at the end of the games, you see that he's just he. What did he? What did he? He didn't. Out, did he even shoot an attempt in the fourth quarter the other night? Um, he, he did, but so it's like to me, it doesn't seem like uh, nobody wanted. And the comeback came without James Harden, you know, even uh, implementing himself into the game. So I think that I think you go as far as your leader take you. That's what I feel like. So I know uh, Russell Westbrook would take some. Criticism. I know Dan Tony would take criticism, but we've seen James Harden in this situation multiple years, and he's seen the fold. I mean, wait, that brings up another question. You know, James Harden's been constantly flopping in the playoffs. I mean, like, can you say is James Harden a reliable? Is that is he the guy to take your team to the finals? Is he really that guy? No, he's not. Not at all. Not with that play style. Not with that not play. And if he stops choking. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's James Harden is a superstar to you guys. Am I correct? You guys look at him as a superstar. Or, 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 or how do I how should I say this? You guys look at more of him as a regular season player than a playoff player. He's he, okay. he'll put up the crazy stats in the regular season, have you in awe. Man, he's doing this, that, and the third. But then when it comes to the playoffs, it's like, well, where's that James Harden at? Like what? Like what's going on? I mean, well, I think. No, go ahead. I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, a superstar is a superstar, no matter how you look at it. The difference is, though, like like Marv mentioned, it you just can't win with that play style as your leading as your leading person. Now it'd be different if, let me say, they had like a system around him, or like they had good defenders, a big man, somebody else that can score the ball outside of Westbrook. Because I think he was a bad fit for him from the rip. But if he's like your leading player, your leader of the team, you're not gonna win with him as your leader. Absolutely. So what do you think, DP? Though I agree, I agree with you guys saying, especially with the system. But again, I'm, I'm inclined to put that on James Harden. He had a coach in Kevin McHale that was willing to try to get him some big men, that was willing to try to put a team around him and allow him to be a two guard, score, do his thing. You know, score is 45, but not in the way that James that uh, that um, my, D'Antoni has done. And I think that this playing style that they play, I think that's the playing style that Harden wants to play, and that's why they play it. I feel like he has too much say as a star player that if he didn't want to play that playing style, then then they wouldn't play that. So I believe that's what he wants because that allow that playing style allows him to put up sixty point games and you know five straight forty five point like it allows him to do the things that he do um, during the regular season. I just think that in the, in the playoffs, if your whole game is inside or outside and you don't try to use any of the middle and like you know like Chris said not having another player that might be better than him or even a big that he can just go to and feed off of then you know you at the mercy of the defense of playoff defense and it's completely different than the regular season going off what DP was saying Kevin McHale was the, was the coach that tried to get James Harden engaged on that defensive end yes he made some improvements I guess what some people would say I don't I mean I don't not really sure on that but at the end of the day, James Harden has really let down the playoffs too many times. It, it's really disappointing. And, and, yes, he's a superstar, but then it's just like just off what DP is saying. I guess when a superstar has too much power, you know, it kind of goes, goes against them because they're not really 
taking the strides they have to make to become that player to lead the team to the finals. And I think James Harden just isn't that guy. Russell Westbrook being his point guard, I mean, it sounded great, but, you know, the biggest thing with Russell was, is he going to play like the Russell we always knew? Sure didn't sound good. Yeah, it sure it sounded great. I'm not gonna lie, I was really sad. Yeah, yeah sure but didn't sound good. No, it, uh, listen, man. But you know, it's it's just been a. You could say this season was a failure, not a failure in the sense of the wins column, but it's just in the matter of the progression when it comes to them in the playoffs. So, yeah. If we sticking to if we sticking to uh, the NBA, man, one of the biggest takeaways that I got from the second round, and I know we're talking about the West, but I've, I I, mean, I think we all can agree it's going to be Clippers versus Lakers. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it was just in the second round, one of the takeaways that I got was Siakam. I think that all year I've heard, I was hearing that he was supposed to step up. He was going to step up. I think Toronto, honestly, if they had that guy on the team, then I think they could make some real noise. And even against a Clippers team or a Lakers team as well coach as they are defensively. But I think when you have a guy like Siakam, you know, he leave a lot of desire. You look at, they had what, uh, four games that they lost in the series and he didn't score more than 15, but one time and he only scored 17. And his well, his average in a regular season is 23. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, you see, the one thing I get real cautious of is when a player that, you know, he, he's not really well-known. Like, you know him, but you, you're not entirely sure, 100% knowledgeable about him. He has, like, a big playoff series or big playoff games, and he plays consistently well throughout the playoffs, and people get on this hype train of, oh, he's, he did so well in the playoffs. He's, he's the leader. He's this guy. He's going to do this. I get real cautious with that. See, how come I was real cautious with him. I didn't want to say he was the superstar for that team, let alone the star of the team, but – like like DP said, he could have made some improvements. We all thought he should have made, but he didn't. He took a massive step back during the during the postseason, especially in Game Seven. That well, was I, I think, I think, I think, and because he didn't, I think that cost the Raptors. And if you look at the Raptors this offseason, Kawhi was willing to go back there, or so they said, if right. they were willing to do the same trade for Paul George that the Clippers did, and they didn't. They chose Siakam over having Kawhi and Paul George, and I think that that's. I mean, I guess Messiah Jerry has done a pretty good job putting the team together, but I think that was a uh, mistake. That might have been a one fatal mistake. Okay. All right, Jonah. Go ahead. So, I mean, interject real quick. Yeah. I'm going to interject real quick because y'all talking about the Raptors, but how come nobody not talking about the Bucks? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Oh, we're about to get right to that. Well, no, yeah, it was about, that was my biggest takeaway. I, Honestly, with Giannis, I feel like the media has already talked about Giannis so much. So I just wanted to come with a different perspective. And 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 Giannis didn't surprise me. Like he is who he who who I thought he was. We talked about it in the group chat um, about uh, um, Boone Hoser, his teams. They do well in the regular season, but then he he don't make the adjustments that's needed in the playoffs. So I thought, like for me, I was just gonna go with the Raptors and look at Siakam because, like, I feel like Giannis. We seen this story last year. Siakam yeah. was supposed to be the one that was supposed to be different um this this playoff season i mean speaking of be honest go ahead colin i mean siakam i mean next year hopefully he takes his off season you know whenever the off season is you know and he really puts the improvement that he needs to get done and back to giannis i mean giannis it's just it's crazy man he might as an mvp player you know everyone talked about him so much throughout the season that he was just like and it's just crazy how he showed up in the playoffs and he didn't do 
he was practically non-extinct. It was just like, wow, what's going on? Then Eric Bledsoe got hurt, but he he came up little in the playoff. Chris Middleton does not look like that guy who deserved that huge contract he got. That's something that's going to come back to bite the Bucks. They're going to probably have to move him to try and get something better or probably pick somebody from the draft if they even have a draft pick in this upcoming draft. But, yeah, I mean, honestly, do you – I just one question. Do you guys think the Greek freak is overrated? Do you think – is he overrated? Yes. Yes, I've never had him like up there, up there. I didn't say he was better than Paul George. I never thought he was better than Paul George. I mean, well, I, the fact that he got the Superman title from Shaq is just—I think it's insult to Shaq, because Shaq could, could take over games, but I'm seeing Giannis can't do that. The only time he quote unquote took over a game was the last game he played before he got hurt, which was Game Four. He had 19 points in 11 minutes, which was great. But what was that the first three games of the series when y'all was losing? Y'all was up in the fourth quarter, game three, ended up losing by 15 points at the end of that game. So, he, he's already overrated to me. Yeah, I think I think Giannis, obviously, he got to be overrated. If he had two-time MVP, you see once you get a good defense in the playoff against him, you see what he do. But I, my, when I watch Giannis, I feel bad for him sometimes from the standpoint of he's, like, playing – almost in the wrong era of basketball. Like, he's so big that he's supposed to be a big, but he's so athletic that they put him on the ball. And that's, like, his kryptonite. Like, if you get him maybe – if you get him maybe a, a CP3, a real point guard to maybe set him up, allow him but – but then again, he don't have the game for it because he never developed the game to play in the post. So I kind of feel bad for him sometimes because I think that if he played in a different era of basketball, he could actually be – you know, maybe as good as advertised. Because his rebounds, you can't take that away. What he do defensively, you can't take that away. But offensively, his numbers is inflated um, based off of his size, his athleticism, and the era of basketball that he's playing. He is practically unguardable going off what DP saying. And, yeah, he's a great passer as well. That's one thing a lot of people give him credit for. Uh, I remember on ESPN, he was making comparisons on who would be the better prospect, who would you rather take between Ben Simmons or the Greek Freak. In my mind, they essentially played the same way. They both couldn't shoot, both great passers, great rebounders. They were both great defenders. Maybe uh, Giannis. Giannis was, is not a great passer. He's not a great he's, passer? He's not. He's no, not he's great. not. He's not at he's all. He's not a great passer. He's, he's a how, how many assists does he average? Just because you average a high number doesn't make you a good passer. He makes pretty smart passes. He he averaged six, but I think his passes are within the system. I don't think it's like when you think of a great passer, you think of somebody who's like really setting you up versus like him is like, oh, snap, it's three people that's coming at me. I can do math here. It's exactly. three against me, so I have multiple guys open. And then they play almost a five-out offense. So if you go and trap him, it's kind of what you're seeing with Houston right now where once the Lakers send the trap, you just send it to the open man and then the ball starts to swing. Like they kind of run it almost a similar offense, just not as – because they don't have James Harden. So so what do you think about the whole Ben Simmons and the Greek free comparison that as, as as two players? So did you think that, that comparison makes sense? Because they essentially – They do almost, the same exact thing. So there's no difference, but everyone – made the Greek freak is MVP transcended superstar talent and Ben Simmons he's a he's a star they don't have him as a superstar yet at least he's not he's not a superstar yet in my eyes he's just a star. yeah but he's but, Giannis, but Giannis you gotta think like he averaging if you round his numbers up right just to the nearest 10th because that's what you do he'll have 30 14 and 6 and he shoot 63 percent from the floor right like those is real numbers but in the regular season you know they count in the playoffs you know he now his 30 go down to 22 like so it's not like I don't people billing them, 
And in the regular season, he kind of like fit in the bill, you know, deep, number one defense in the league. His team got the best record in the league. Like he fit in the bill in the regular season. It's just that when the playoffs come around, like he don't have enough tools in his bag. That's what, that's what I, that's the problem that I see with him. He don't have enough tools in his bag. You know, he got the, he'll get, he'll do the spin. And if he ain't got the spin, then he try to bump you and, and get the layup, but he has nothing else. Even All right, well, let me, let me ask all this. Hold on. Like, what is it about playoff basketball that just changes the, the dynamic so much? Like, why is it that they can just go run rough shot all over everyone in the regular season? And then when the playoffs get here, he's like, you know, he well, forgets how to, like. Because, because, in the play, because in the regular season, I can, like, okay, I'll say this for example. If I'm like the Kings or somebody, the first game I got prepared for, I got prepared to face Devin Booker or somebody. So let's say I go on the road, then I got prepared for LeBron. So you're preparing for a different player each night, preparing for different teams. In the playoffs, you prepare for the same team. So you can just look at film from the first game and just see, okay, we got trap here, we got trap here, double here. We see what the open spots and stuff. So you're just preparing for the same team. That's how you know, that's how, where the stars get separated from everybody else. Because the stars know how to, to adjust to what the team is adjusting to it can still perform at a high level, which is what Giannis has not done yet. He can go off on anybody in the regular season because you're playing against different competition every night. But in the playoffs, you're gonna put, you're gonna see a Jimmy Butler four or five, six straight times. That's different than seeing a LeBron James. Then you just play a bunch of a bunch of average small forwards. Then you just play a Kawhi Leonard. That's different. Right. Definitely going off what Chris said. Um, basically, in the playoffs, just about who executes their game plan better. There's nothing else more to it. It's not a matter of, oh, who wants it more or who – because everyone wants it in that at that point. I mean, I would hope so, if, you know, you, when you get to that position. That you does play effect, Colin. That does play effect. It, it really comes down to X and O. It really comes down to how do you execute who, – who executes their game plan better than uh, their opponent. It really comes down to that. To some degree. It comes down to who wants it more. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not ignoring that, but I really like coming oh, up with Christmas, it comes that's down to who executes the game plan more. Cause like, I mean, I, I feel like Giannis wants it though. It's just yeah, like, exactly. like no, 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 no one's denying that he doesn't want it, but it just comes down to who like Mike, like it comes down to the coach executing the game plans, like who executes their game plan more. Who executes you want it more, you'll execute it more. Simple. Right. You it's not, it's more, not more so about, more. right. It's basically what Mar's saying. Like, it's about execution. I mean, you can write an X in those play, but you still got to go out there and perform it. Yeah, you, you still, still got to go out there and do it on the court. I could write the best play ever, but if my players don't go out there and do it, how is that How is that on me? They didn't want it. They didn't want it more. I wanted it more than them if I wrote the play up. <laughs> like, James Harden be walking up the court while, while everybody else is running. Bro, it comes down to who wants it more. Right. Okay. And do you yeah, feel like Giannis just doesn't have enough, you know, wait, around him? Wait, do you see? Giannis doesn't have a game. Just like James Harden said, he's just big and he dunks. He has no game. Just like DP said, if he can't bump you or spin, what is he doing? Nothing. He, he was no getting game. guarded by he was getting guarded by Bam out of bio. Or somebody like him, shoot a jump shot. He's waiting for you to come to the rim. You gotta work on your mid-range. You're, he's getting not, guarded by Jay Crowder. Right. <laughs> Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder. Somebody he should easily outperform. Easily. But the fact that he only does that spin move or that or that long euro step, they're prepared for that. That's why he sent three, four, or two, three people at him because he wanted him to pass. Giannis is too predictable. They know what he's gonna do. They know what he's gonna do before he does it, so they don't let him do it. Game's one dimensional. All right. Yeah. Sounds right. Yeah. I mean, so what's next for him and what's next for the Bucks? Like, did he like? Like, I'm hearing reports that, you know, the Heat are interested in trading for him, and the Bucks are saying, no, we're not gonna trade him. You know, like what? Well, I mean, the Greek freak, the Greek freak made it clear he wasn't 
doing, he wasn't going to know the team. I don't know if you guys missed that uh, notification on Bleacher ESPN. He made it clear that he wasn't. So I guess that's that. But then at the same time, y'all look at the team he's surrounded with. I mean, Chris Middleton, I think it's about time for him to go. But who's going to take that contract? So Eric Bledsoe, he's too injury prone. And I don't know. He's just not the point guard you want to, especially when you want to compete for the playoffs and win a championship. He's not that point guard. He's more, he was always better suited off as a six man. Besides, besides his Phoenix days, where he actually showed he was pretty great, but yeah, he just no, it's bad play. enough that Giannis' game is kind of like one-dimensional, but it's even worse when he doesn't have that much help around him to kind of like give him like a security see, blanket. But see, that's what I'm saying. Like that's my thing, right? Like, and I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I guess my take is different. Like, and you know, we 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 talk in the group chat all the time about LeBron. Le- if LeBron, if LeBron, a prime LeBron was on that Bucks team, he can get him to the finals. I'm not saying he's gonna win because he might go against a better team in the finals, right? No, that we, team we is seen good it enough. True. That team is good enough to get to the final. That team was good enough to beat Miami if they had another, like another true superstar. Like, and that's the thing that we do. Like when Giannis don't perform, it's like, oh, what the Bucks. Now, obviously, to win the championship, yes, they need to retool. I'm not saying they can win a championship with that roster, but to to lose in the second round two years in a row, he could at least got to the East Conference Finals with that roster, and he definitely go, probably could have got to the finals with that roster. So I'm not going to give him that pass. Like they did make the Conference there. Finals last year, but yeah, that, I mean it's it's you know they both they got eliminated prematurely both years. Like they were, you know, touted to go to the finals both years, maybe even win it. But I I kind of agree with DP is saying. I honestly think that on paper, I think they have the roster to beat them. I think it's to I said to beat them to win a finals. I yes. think as a but a guy like Giannis just around him with shooters. He has shooters around him. He has a secondary option for scoring. The problem is though, they just don't execute. That's their whole problem. They just can't execute in the playoffs when they're playing the same team over and over again. I don't is know that if that's well Chris, can I can I throw something at you real quick? Can I throw something at you? You see when you take him off the floor, now obviously they're not a better team without him overall. But right. when without him, you see the ball move more. You see more player movement. Like, mm-hmm. I, I honestly think that he's the one that's stifling the offense. Now, obviously, I'm not saying that the Bucks is better without Giannis, clearly, overall. But I'm saying if he had more tools in his game, the offense would flow better, and then those players, like you said, would be better. Those three – he got true 3 and D players. Like, Wesley Matthews is a, is a, is a good defensive player. Um, you got a Bledsoe, a good defensive player. Chris Middleton, a good defensive player. Brooke Lopez, a good rim defender. And they all can shoot threes with the exception of Bledsoe, right? Like, you got DiFincenzo, who is a hustle player that make plays, and he can shoot threes. Like, he got good guys around him. I'm not saying they're great, but, mm-hmm. you know. He has quality players. He has quality players with him. That's what he has. I mean, DP, 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 Brooke Lopez, I don't, I don't think he's a rim protector. I know, but he's a solid he rim protector. I'm not saying he's a great rim protector. Right, right, right. He's yeah, no he's one's a solid rim protector. Yeah, and the biggest thing with, with Brooke Lopez, he's injury prone. So that's the biggest thing you got to worry about him because he, yeah, he's just a whole injury prone guy. But the biggest surprise from the second round is really the Miami Heat. Honestly, like I didn't see it, that as a surprise at all. I, I thought mean, it was. I, I might be done with this. I thought it was. Me even though, Chris, I'm with you. I said they was going to beat the Bucks. I said that too. I didn't have to beat the Bucks. I had to be in the bus. I, the Heat, Jimmy Butler's been great. Dra- the whole team's just been great. Like, it's I'm, everyone stepping up from the first. The reason why, the reason why I said that they that I'm not surprised by the outcome of it. I had it going in six, which, I mean, I was almost there. But the reason why I said it wasn't the outcome is because 
The Heat right now remind me of the 0-4 Pistons. They don't really have a solidified super, yes. yes. superstar on their team. They got a nice star player, yes. Jimmy Butler, and everybody you else just said yes. Just yes. I said the same thing, bro. They don't have like I, a true star player outside Jimmy Butler. He yep. he's above average. He's a star, but he's mm-hmm. not like the guy. They just have a bunch of guys, which I like. And every about night them. is somebody. It can be somebody else. Every night is somebody exactly. that can snap. And they Tyler Hero was Tyler Hero was going off the other night. And Yo, I said that to game. somebody the other day. The old four Pistons. That's exactly who they remind me of. Wow, that's a great soul. Are you looking at them championship? You think they can win a championship? Wait, 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 Colin, hold on, hold on. I mean, cause they gotta, they gotta get past the Celtics first. Oh man, wait, what well, that's, on, that's what I'm saying. Like, before we even move on to football, just real quick, like I just want to get y'all predictions for the Eastern Conference Finals. You got Celtics. Who wins? How many games? Oh, feel like it should got- be at least six, no matter who y'all got. I think I'm it's a seven game series. I'm going heat six. I go heat six again. I think it's a seven-game series. I think the Heat win the seven game. I really do think they do. I'm leaning Heat in seven too. Heat in seven. I got, I got Celtics in seven. But Ooh, here's why though. I mean, there's really no wrong answer. Like you could go with the reason why. The reason why is because I think that in this series they is gonna need a consistent guy, and I think that the problem is is that I don't know who that can. I mean, obviously Jimmy Butler, but you got. You, I think, I think, and y'all might call me crazy. I just tweeted this yesterday. Like Marcus Smart is a player, bro. Like Marcus Smart is a player, and oh, I think that dog. him and Jimmy Butler, they gonna go at it. And I think Marcus might get him. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> oh man, I you know what Marcus Smart is a dog. I mean, he's limited offensively. He's a flop. But oh. That's how you come at him? Yes, no, he is. No, he's not. Got his fifth foul yesterday because he flopped. But he played great defense, too, though. He do. But he's limited he offensively. I'm, I'm just saying he's a flop. I don't like him because he's a flop. Like, I just yeah. hate it. Like, he, he's you limited. Be, you can't be a dog and a flop. You can't hustle for every rebound and then flop. Like, that, 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 that's backwards. That's backwards to me. I don't know. I think you, I think, I think, I don't know, man. I think you can be both. And that's why he get those calls because normally he there. So it's like, all right, well, this time he flopped. The last time it was a real charge. That's why I think that's why he get those calls. Cause, but I'm cause saying, he, like, when you a dog, that means you tough. Then you flop, that means you soft. Like, you flopping. Like, it don't make sense to me. It just, I just hate, I hate him because of it. Like, so I what's like your game. I like so, his game, but he flops, and that, that, that like I lose a lot of respect for him. When he wait, flops. wait, Mark, wait, Mark. So who's that player? Who's the dog? In, in like, who's that dog for you inside the NBA right now? Who, who's that dog? Like, what do you mean by dog? Do you mean like, I mean, the, like the toughest you, player? Yeah, because you saying Mark is smart. He's not that guy because he flops, so he can't. It's backwards for you. So who's that player you think in the NBA? Like, who you think really? Who does that goes out every night. Yeah. Doesn't flop nearly as much as Marcus Smart. I don't know if they're who, who, who's somebody who's a dog that goes out every night. Um, I'm gonna say this, and I'm not gonna say this in a tough way. He's tough and he's tough on the court, and he's tough with his mind. And I'm gonna go with Chris Paul because oh. every night, every night, he's really a dog. He know? is, but he flopped too, bro. But he said <laughs> he, he said he doesn't. Too. He, no, no, I'm gonna go. No, Colin said doesn't flop as much. Okay, Nobody okay, flops okay, as okay. much as Marcus okay. Smart. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Patrick Beverly was dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. What no, Marcus Smart did yesterday? What he did yesterday? No, no. Oh, and Kyle Lowry, the guy that he put out, Kyle Lowry flopped a lot too. 
When Colorado no, 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 for when he no, listen. Crazy. When you flop, like if you're gonna flop and make sure you get hit. He they at least when they flop, they get hit. Marcus Smart doesn't even get touched and he flop. He flops <laughs> in midair when nobody touches him. <laughs> I, I, I feel like it's a, I, I feel what you're saying. I, I just feel like it's a toss up. You know, what do y'all think about the coaching, though? Because I think that's the biggest – that's going to be the – I think that might be the biggest difference in this series. Listen, listen, listen. As a college basketball fan, Brad Stevens is one of the smartest coaches. Like, he – this man, like, so – like, I can see why DP with the players and then – but then the coach, too, he's just as smart. Like, what I seen what he did with Butler, every single year he took a team that was the nobody and every single year took guys that weren't highly recruited. They almost beat Duke – He's just a smart coach, so he's better than Eric Spoelstra. Oh man, I, I think it's neck and neck. Cause Eric Spoelstra, oh, wow. yeah, it is. It's neck and neck. I'm wow. telling you, like Brad Stevens wow. is, that, is that type of coach. He he's wow. that that good of a coach. You wow. sleeping in the Brad Stevens if you don't. I'm not we, sleeping we can, on him. We, we can we can go. I'm not sleeping like, on him. It's just Eric Spoelstra has a resume. God, God. Right. Uh, Mar, right. I never got your uh, prediction, bro. I can't hear you, bro. I can't hear you, Jonas. Speak up. I said I never got your prediction for the uh, conference finals. He never got your prediction between the Celtics and the Celtics. I I I I don't know. Like I might. This might be the only time I have never picked a winner in any sports game. I have no idea. I didn't expect to see these two. I really don't know, bro. So hey, Mark, I, I feel exactly how you feel. I like honestly, even though I picked the Celtics, you see how I'm like, I'm like hesitating because it's like, bro, this just, like said, just like y'all said. Just like y'all said. The Heat reminds y'all the old four Pistons. The Celtics don't really have a main guy either. So, while, like, it's kind of hard for me to pick. Like, I mean, they wait. Both, both these teams just have guys. I mean, you don't think the Celtics' uh, Jason Tatum is, is the main guy? You don't think he is? I think no. I don't. Listen, no? when no. I say, when I say okay, Jimmy Butler's the main guy, but anybody can lead, the, anybody can lead that night in scoring. Exactly. But why they not Jason Tatum? They both have a guy, but there's other people that can lead in scoring. So, I'm not going to really say that's their main guy. Like, that's the first option, but it's like, you still have Kemba Walker. Like, right. But, DP, why do you think Jason Tatum isn't the main guy for the Celtics? Well, no, that's not. I'm saying the same thing that, that, that Mar saying. Like, it's oh, okay, like, okay, okay. He is like the villain. Like when you see the when you see the villain of oh the Celtics you see you see his his face right but like at the end of the day he he might have a bad game and then Kemba come through or Jalen come through you know what yeah, I mean? Or Marcus Smart might come out of nowhere. I mean, I see Marcus come out of nowhere and knock down five straight threes like he did the other night. You don't rely on that too much. That's not <laughs> no, really no. But I'm, but that's what I'm saying though. Anything can happen with these teams. Like you know, right. like with the Lakers, you expect AD, LeBron. You expect, uh, you know, Paul George, Kawhi. With the these two teams, it's like this is this is this is a real toss up. Honestly, it's gonna this it's is, gonna be it's I gonna agree. be a great match. This comes down to who wants it more. This right, it really, really is. It's it's gonna be one great matchup. That's a matchup I wouldn't bet. I don't care. I, like don't bet on this matchup, guys. You know whoever's listening to this, it's too tricky. So well, if you if if y'all know the if y'all know Vegas stat line, then y'all definitely this might be the one to bet. You might come up crazy on this. Wait, wait. So what's no? Nah, we're not even gonna go into Vegas stat line. All right, all right, Jonah. We can we can switch over to the NFL, man. I think everyone you can switch over to the NFL. All right. So I remember Jonah. I can't hear you. Can you hear me? No. Speak, turn up your mic a little bit more. I mean, your laptop, whatever one. It is. Mm. 
Hello? Just try to get a little closer to the mic, bro. I think yeah. I think you have technical difficulties. That's fine. I'm yeah, dude. Nah, I can't hear you. All right, just go ahead. All right. Well, I mean, I don't know if y'all can hear me or not, but I was saying, like, in one of our, you know, previous, you know, vault episodes that you know got scrapped, we did go over the Eagle schedule, and I figured with you know, everything changing the last couple of months, all the injuries and just everything that we've seen out of training camp so far, I feel like we should just, you know, revisit it and kind of just start over and get a new perspective. With a new perspective, uh, just go down the schedule and just predict how the Eagles are going to throw out this season. So, I mean, the Eagles – the Eagles, the Eagles schedule. All right, yeah, move up to your mic a little bit uh, more, Jonah. Just move it up a little bit more, or try to adjust the sense of that. But um, all right. So where did, what's the Eagles like prediction? Like, what's your season prediction for the Eagles? Y'all want to go week by week? Yes, week by week would be good. All right. So I mean, tomorrow. Well, we going is, but we already we going we already going to go over each game every week anyway. So we might just do what we think our season prediction is before the game. Before the season right. starts, because you said every week we're gonna do week to week anyway, so it's no right. point to do week to week now. Let's right. do an overall prediction. Overall prediction. All right, DP, go first. Well, you know, I know my compadres don't agree with me, <laughs> um, but I'm gonna say that uh, I think the Eagles are gonna go 12 and four. Worst case scenario, 11 and five. Um, and the reason why is that I do believe that we haven't we're gonna have a better defense this year, which our biggest issue last year was a defense as much as the wide receivers, you know, as much as we lacked in wide receivers, you had a defense that nine out of sixteen games we gave up hundred receiving yards, uh and at least a touchdown. Nine out of the sixteen games. So uh and that was even if we had a good offensive we had even if we had a like Deshaun Jackson, he balled out week one and then um what's it uh I I don't know how to, uh Terry I forgot to pronounce his last name. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he went off too. So it's like every time we have a good offensive game, then then the defense still give up a uh, big number. So I think that that's going we us adding Darius Slay, us adding Nikel, Roby Coleman. Um, I think that that's going to help us, uh, especially in the slot and on the outside. I think moving Jalen Mills to safety is going to help us. But that's because I think that he got to replace Malcolm Jenkins. Like it, I think that if anybody can that was on the team. I think Jalen Mills can because I, I feel like he got a nose. He got good instincts, and he a solid tackler. Um, and his biggest issue was he's not fast enough, so he'd get burnt off the line of scrimmage, and then he he couldn't recover. But if the, if it was a if it was a jump ball, he made plays on the ball. So I think that that's going to help him out. Um, we added Javon Hargraves from the Steelers. You know what I mean? And he was he was he was he was ranked the top ten defensive lineman last year. You know what I mean? And he was third behind Aaron Donald and Chris Jones when it came to pressures. So I mean, honestly, I think that our biggest the, the thing that's going to help us out is the most is defensively. So if we're not giving up those big yards to the receivers, I think that our offense do have a chance. We added we added a couple of new uh, offensive coordinators, a uh, couple coaches, um, so that way we don't have an OC no more. We just got. Uh, coaches that's now in a position so we have a passing game analyst we gotta it, it don't make sense but we do so hopefully that adds some variety to the offense um and i think that honestly the truth is it's guys guys jobs is on the line i think doug peterson job is on the line um because after the super bowl we had two straight seasons uh where we underperformed um and we barely made the playoffs 
Well, um, I think, one of the season was Carson Wentz. You know, he was pretty much hurt. And that's one of the big things with me when you come making this prediction for the Eagles is Carson Wentz going to be healthy. Uh, I just want to ask you guys, what do you guys think about the receiving core, the, the receivers? Do you guys think the receivers are, are, are the right receivers? I mean, With the style of play that y'all try to do for your offense, I don't I, – y'all, I, you're still missing the go-to guy. And I don't think Deshaun Jackson, Alshon Jeffrey is that go-to guy anymore. Wait, That's so you – so wait, no, so right. DP, what you you don't think he's he's the go-to guy? Well, I think I mean honestly, for our offense, and this is what I keep trying to explain to people. I don't know if we need a go-to guy, right? Like we won the Super Bowl without a true go-to guy. Now obviously Alshon was touted; he was the man, but really nobody on that none none of our receivers really balled out. It was like a collective effort, just like our running game was a collective effort. And that's the thing about our offense is that if people play within the, the, the system of the offense, then we can produce. That's why Nick Foles can come in and produce because of the offense. The problem with Wentz sometimes is he hold on to the ball. You know, sometimes he he play he try to play outside of the offense and, and it's rightfully so because he has the skill set and the talent to do so. But sometimes if you just play in the offense, I think that we'll be good. I think that we added speed on offense um, that we didn't have. I think John Hightower, a lot of people not talking about him. They're talking about Jalen Rager. But I think John, John Hightower, I think he's going to add a, add a boost. Uh, they've been raving about him a lot in training camp. We still bring in back Greg Ward. We still got Deshaun Jackson. We still got the two tight ends and Irk and Goddard. Um, Miles Sanders is injured. You know, he got a hamstring. Um, but thank God it's a hamstring, but we'll have him. I think that if he cannot get any more hamstrings, then I think that he'll have a good a year. The only thing I see on offense, honestly, is us not getting the power back to spell Miles Sanders. Because I don't know if Miles Sanders is a every down back. I don't know if he got the girth, the size to be an every down back. So what do you think, Mar? Um, well, y'all receivers, they're not the best, but I like them. They're, 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 um, they can get the job done. Your receivers can definitely get the job done. Rasan Zacherts, you can definitely get the job done. Um, my season prediction, nine and seven or ten and six. Whoa, whoa. And your secondary needs help badly. Nine and seven? Huh? You said nine and seven? Yeah, y'all don't have a secondary. How do you win games without a secondary? Darius Slade, Nikel, Roby Coleman? No. No, was that the so same like, person that hit what's the name <laughs> for the Super Bowl? Jalen Mills playing safety, he bites on double moves. Why would you put him at safety? He bites on everything, he's the last man to beat, and safety. he bites on everything. His responsibility at safety is not to double move no more, it's just it's just playing the back end and having support for the corner. And That's now he, has, he should have a I know, so he should have a corner that is good, like Darius Slay, who don't really get killed on double moves. Or Nikhil Roby Coleman, who don't get killed on double moves. So now he's backing them up. He don't have to play the double moves no more. He, he's playing y'all the, aren't the, talking about the back a, move. Y'all not no, talking but about a, I'm not talking about just the double moves. He bites. It doesn't matter what the route is. You can bite on a slant. It doesn't have to be a double move for you to bite on it. As long no, as somebody bites, they're going to bite all the time. But it's, it's not – what I'm saying is his responsibility – that's not going to be his responsibility anymore. So, so it's – Oh my bro, okay. I understand that. But look, if you play zone, when you play zone, you have to cover a certain part of the field. So even yeah. if he's not playing man, he if he has to cover the deep blue and his cornerback is covering the line of scrimmage and he bites on the deep blue, there's nobody there. That's my point. It doesn't have to be a double move. It doesn't have to be a slant. They don't it doesn't he's supposed to be backing up the cornerback. Why would you put somebody as the last man to cover a cornerback who bites on everything? 
That's what I'm saying. You can I, be no, a safety you, I agree with you, saying. You, you can, can be a you safety can, you, can, you can get caught up in run support. I feel like most safeties don't get bit on moves. They get bit on being caught up in run support. The good I, ones. I, I, like the that good might be ones. that might be an issue. But I, I think that he'll be good on the back end. I mean, I don't have the, I don't have I don't have a I don't have a statistic to show you on that because he hasn't played the position yet. But I but from but I mean you watch the games we watch, I watch the games on jump ball situations, he pretty good on the ball. He was the same guy that stopped Julio three straight times from scoring. And to help us get to the next round to play, um, who was that? The the Vikings. So when it comes to when he's on, when he's playing against the ball, he's a good he's a good player. But his problem is he don't have enough speed, and so because he don't have the speed, he overcompensate, and that's why I think that he bite on the move. Also, Jim Schwartz play a defense where we play ten yards off the scrimmage. It's double moves all day. If you play ten yards off the line of scrimmage, that, that slant you gonna bite on that. All of our cornerbacks get beat on the same thing. I can't think that all of our cornerbacks is that terrible. But then again, they could be. So that's why you bring in a Darius Slay. That's why you bring in a Nikel Kobe Roman. Because now you can see we know that those cornerbacks is good cornerbacks. They don't have to be great. But we know that they good. So now if they biting on those moves, it's the system, and now we can do what we got to do. I think that's what we've done all year. All Every position, every side of the ball, we, we put people in position to now, if we fail now, we know who it is because the other guys haven't failed. Y'all, y'all need, a, you need a main cornerback. You need it's one. Darius Slay. That's not good. It's not good. He's not. He's not a number one. He's not somebody I would put on the top tier receivers. Just but because, the, like, huh? I mean, I mean, then, you look at the if you look at the free agent market and just who was available. That was he was the, like the best guy available. I know. I'm not saying he's the best guy, but I'm saying he's not somebody. He's not, he shouldn't be the number one corner. He's not somebody you put on the main guys, especially with the corners y'all have. Like, y'all need somebody better than Darius Slay to cover the main guy. Because y'all play man a lot. I would see if y'all run zone. But y'all play a lot of man. Y'all don't have the type of corners to run man. We, we play 59% zone, though. You play a we lot play, of zone. We play more yeah, zone we than we play man. Like, y'all was playing zone. Why were they getting beat on double moves? Because our safeties was biting and run support. It wasn't just the double moves. Like, Malcolm Jenkins against the Vikings, they they he bit off of – uh, Dalvin Cook getting the ball, and that's why he didn't he didn't support um, uh, Rasul Douglas in the back end. Our safeties was undisciplined last year. That's one of the reasons why we didn't keep Malcolm Jenkins. It was a lot of plays that he gave up being undisciplined, and he came out and apologized about it. So you, if you, that's why I said like all of it is not just double moves. Some of it is the safeties biting on the run support because that's why we one of the top run defenses in the league because all of our safeties come in, our linebackers flush to the ball. But when these guys is not disciplined in what they're supposed to do, then they get beat over the top. That's what was happening last year as well. So I think that that's why I said, like, I think when you look at Darius Slay numbers, like, I got the numbers right here. I showed you already. Like, against top guys or solid guys, Mark Cooper, Terry McLaurin, who, who put up 160 on us. You got Stefan Diggs, who put up 187 on us. Devontae Adams, who put up 180 on us. Like, these guys killed us last year, and against them, they didn't. The only person that went over seventy yards was Stephon Diggs. That was the only person that went over seventy yards, and no touchdowns. That was against him. Now, if you look at their numbers, uh, I think Devontae Adams that game he had a touchdown that game. Um, but I'm saying on him that he didn't. He they, he they didn't do that, and that's what you need out of number one cornerback. That's number one cornerback numbers to me. Number. 
can go by numbers because you still got to go on the field and participate. And numbers can always disguise a player being good because, oh. with that, be, because like I said, even when Darius Slay when Darius Slay was playing on the Lions, a lot of those stats or a lot of those people he locked down, they were triple team. Devontae Adams got triple team that game and still scored. And Darius started to play on him. Darius Slay started to play on Devontae Adams. He had three. He had two other people that helped him. He got cooked. Yeah, but they was playing. I get what you, they was playing the zone defense though. So he started to play in front of them, and he's leading the zone. And then they got to get to the back end, and he he didn't score on Darius Slay. That wasn't Darius Slay's fault. He he ran his position at his own. He passed him off to the safety like he was supposed to do. Like that's what I'm saying. I, I I get I get what you're saying, but like numbers don't lie that much. Like numbers don't lie enough to be like, oh well, he gave up 63 yards to the to the guy. Like that's that's all that he gave. I'm just telling you, that showed what he did. Numbers, I'm telling you, numbers, numbers disguise a lot of people. I don't oh, I say that all the time. Numbers, I don't go about numbers, numbers. They don't lie, but they, they don't tell the whole story. I say that all the time. Numbers don't lie, but they don't tell the whole story. And I'm I giving like you that. the other side of the story is that the, the safeties is the ones that was giving up the other yards and the other cornerbacks. But he was only giving up the, the small amount of yards. Oh, all right. So I got 12 and 4. Me and Mar, we got a little gentleman's wager uh, on this. And, uh, <laughs> We got a little gentleman's wager on it, and um, no I way y'all lose four games, yo. No Wait, way. No, no. Our, well, hold on. Our bet is eleven and five. I know, <laughs> but I understand. There's no way y'all. You think y'all really gonna lose four to five games this season? I'm, nah, I'm telling you, I, I really do. Can. I think we can. I really do because I, I honestly, like, I, I looked at, I looked at our schedule, and I'm saying, all right, you know what? Who? Uh, I forgot. I, me and Chris talked. I forgot who I said. I think I said we're going to lose to the Ravens. I think I picked the Seahawks because we lose to them every year for some reason. That's going to kick the Giants both the times. Giants. I got the schedule right here. So Jamar's so, a Giants fan. We're at San Francisco. Giants and we're at Pittsburgh. That's back-to-back weeks. Then we come home to Baltimore. That's three weeks in a row, in a row we play, you know, top-tier defenses. And then, of course, you got the Cowboys twice a year, you know. Y'all beating the Cowboys twice? No, we, no, no that's, that's going to be a split. We're definitely yeah, that's one of y'all. Wait, was your count one of the Cowboys as your losses? Already? Yeah, of course. They, so yeah, they're the division Cow- rival. We split them so every year. We split four, with the Cowboys every year, bro. So out of those four <laughs> games, you have one of them as the Cowboys. So who's the other three? I need to hear this then. <laughs> the Ravens. The Ravens. Uh-huh. Uh, hold on, hold on. I got it in the in the, in the text. Cause Yo. We play the Seahawks. Wait, and wait. Seahawks. Hold on a second. First of all, we're definitely beating the Giants twice. Let's get this out there, Giants fan. Like, sure won't. Oh, yeah? <laughs> Bro, if you're, if you're counting the Cowboys as one of your losses, and there's more than other three teams on here, I know y'all can't beat. Y'all wait, are very drunk. Wait, y'all wait, are very drunk. wait, wait. Let me ask you guys. Who's the – so, inside our division, who's the weakest team inside our division? Would that Red be the – the football team. The Redskins. Go ahead, Chris. Go ahead, Chris. Chris not an Eagles fan. 
No, I'm just saying he can make his own prediction, though. He can say who, what's the Eagles record, you know, what he thinks the Eagles record will be for this upcoming season. Right. What do you think, Chris? Yo, where is that thing at? I mean, I'm gonna hop in because I right, had six. When y'all ready, I'm ready it's, it's too. Hard, now, it's so hard to do these season predictions that are like, cause it could be nine and seven, it could be twelve and four, it could be eleven and five. Like this team, I just don't know. I mean, and then it just comes down to Carson wins. Is he yeah. gonna stay healthy? It's not even. And so we, I got. Yeah, we we can talk about Carson, but it's like look at the offensive line. Like that's. I got forty niners. Okay, DP, hold on. Right, go ahead. Oh my bad, my bad. Go, you, Jonah, go ahead. My bad, Jonah. Yeah, no way, yeah, it's cool, bro. I we, got four. We're talking about. Wait. <laughs> I'm you. I'm you. I'm gonna mute my mic. All right. Go ahead, Jonah. All right. So, cause y'all keep bringing up the secondary, and all this, but what, like, and yeah, we brought in some new offensive weapons. We brought in, you know, like in the draft, we were really like focused on speed in the draft, and we still got the Sean Jackson coming back. Marquise Goodwin, unfortunately, he decided to opt out this season for just safety reasons. He got a, you know, a baby girl. He doesn't want to compromise her health or his health. So I understand that. But even with all the weapons that we have, it's like, what what, what will it matter if the O-line is, like, in shambles right now? Like, Brooks, out for the air. Left tackle, um... Andre Dillard, he was supposed to replace Jason Peters. He's gone. So now we got to, you know, last minute, bring Jason Peters back. Jason Peters, you know, you know, he, he got him in as, as a right guard. Then it's like, oh, we have to move him over to left tackle. And he's asking for more money, and he gets it. I mean, I feel like he deserves it, but it's just like, what does that do for the locker room? Zach Ertz, we talk about his contract. Um he feels like the Eagles don't want him anymore. You see his body language when he goes out for like for practice and training camp. He looked like so he's about to ball out. Then that means he about to ball out. That's what that means. All right, hold on, said, but DP. So okay, who, but what who, does that who, say who? about the the chemistry in the locker room though? When we got guys asking for money, you got injuries. Like the chemistry, well, I don't know if the chemistry is there. I mean, that always well, comes. That's always something you got to consider because at the end of the day. The money is not going to just go. This is what I say about the O line. The O line, obviously, it's in shambles yeah, right now. Starting, we understand. We understand that it's in shambles. We still got what is it? Uh, our starting, what is it? our starting left guard? We still got him. We still got. Uh, we still got Salamalu our starting right isn't... tackle. Yeah, Salamalu. We got our starting right tackle. We still got our center, and technically, we still got our starting left tackle. So when you think about it, we really only losing. We don't really only don't have one person. Everybody yeah, else the left on the line who last can't year. finish a game anymore at 38 years old. I mean, that's true, but he's still there though. That's all I'm saying. I'm saying like when I say what that the point of that the point I'm saying is is that these guys already know how to play without um uh what's what's his name again um our right guard Brandon Brooks. Brooks. We Brandon already Brooks. know how to play. We already know how to play without Brooks because they had they've done it already. So you know Andre Diller, I don't count him as a loss technically because. He really don't play like because I know this. This is supposed to be like, this, every now and then. This is supposed to be year. his first year, so it's not a loss. Like I think that our old line, I think it'd be good because the major players are still here. Lane Johnson's still here. Kelsey's still here. Peters is still here. Salamalo is still here. So now all we trying to do is replace uh, Brandon. Hey, let, let me just say, let me just say something real quick. I'm, I'm about to tell you how the make and break of the Eagles season right now. The make and break is going to be. Chris, Chris, yeah, you might. 
You came in hot, bro. Ooh, is this cool? Yeah, 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 you good. All right, because I, 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 I'm going to get everything I got to get off my chest because some stuff happened. So, make and break of y'all season is about to be your injuries and your defensive backs. By far, it's going to be a make and break. I Bro, said ten- come on, man. We just let him finish. Let him go. Let him go. At best, y'all finish ten and six. That's at best. But again, a lot of the games that y'all that make and break y'all season will be left in that secondary to see how they do. Because y'all playing a lot of good secondaries on y'all schedule. Y'all playing a lot of good wide receivers. So we're gonna see if this addition of Darius Slay and moving Jalen Mills to the Safety position really worked out. Don't We're forget Nikhil Roby Coleman. Don't forget Roby Coleman. I mean, he okay. I'm Don't forget him. Don't forget him. I'm not forgetting him. I'm not forgetting <laughs> him. But I'm just saying one side of the ball. Now, y'all might, y'all might think I'm crazy, but I feel like Avante Maddox is going to have a good year. I feel like he's he not going to be a – he's not going to be Pro Bowl level, but I feel like he's going to have a good year because he's going to have to. I think he's going to be solid. He's going to get a lot of attention. He gonna be I, solid. I, quick, I, I still got a quick question. I still got a quick question. Because I've – DP, who are the four teams you said that they're going to lose to or the three teams outside the Cowboys? Can't say they're going to lose to them once. The three teams outside the Cowboys is the 49ers, the Ravens, and the Seahawks. So they beat so, the Packers. And, 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 and we're not, we beat the Packers. Devontae Adams got hurt. That's true, but now guess who guarding them? The guy that held him to 63 yards. I really don't care because nobody's guarding that man. Unless <laughs> Nobody can guard that man one-on-one. Don't do All that. Right. Yeah, Johnson. No, 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 no. no. It's, yeah, he, not one-on-one, I'm saying, but he, he held him to 63 points. So I just got two things to say. Yards. Go ahead. I got something, uh, not two things to say. I got something to say. Y'all, y'all might have a tough matchup in week two when y'all play the Rams. I don't care about we, the offense. I, we, you got scoring that defense. every year. You got scoring that defense. They didn't have Jalen. They didn't have when y'all played him last year. That's true. That's, that is true. That's different. That is true. So y'all got to rely on your run, and y'all run. It's gonna be perfect with Aaron Donald. Who gonna run? Who gonna just you know? He not letting that slide. Well, I know we. I know we. I know we played. I know we played the Jaguars defense. I know we played the Jaguars defense when they had Jalen Jalen Ramsey. That's fine. Nobody else. They have, it else. was Ramsey and Calais Campbell. That's cool. But like AJ Boy had a down year. They didn't really have any safeties, so they still. It was still some issues. It was the year after they went to the AFC Championship. Yeah, it was the year after that. They had yeah, and, 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 and you, you see the star quarterback yeah, was. Everybody should be able to beat them with Blake Burles. Well, no, no, no. I was saying – I was just talking about what we did to their defense. I wasn't talking about the offense. But, no, I get what you're saying. I think the Rams is a win for us, though. I think the Bengals are a win for us. The 49ers, I said, we're going to lose. The Steelers is a win for us. The Ravens, we're going to lose. The, Cowboys, the, the, the Giants, see, it's just like – we just do them every year. So, I, they, I don't even count them. Or the Redskins, we didn't beat the – oh, my bad. Not the Redskins, the Washington football team. We didn't beat them, uh, what, six consecutive times, so I'm not counting them. Now, you know, history could repeat itself or, or it couldn't, but I'm going to just lean on the side of history on this one. We split with the Cowboys every year, so that's one and one. I think we're going to beat the Browns. The reason why Can I, I say got the, something? Can I say reason, something real quick? Go ahead, go ahead. Real, no, go ahead. Y'all beat us. I'm a Giants fan. Y'all beat us last year by a touchdown, and we had all third stringers, and we had practice squad. So mm-hmm. don't say, don't. I'm, I'm gonna just let it. I'm gonna just say that. That's all. Well, we I'm did too on our that. offense. I we had that on offense too. Beat, no, listen. Just remember that y'all beat us by a touchdown, and we had mm-hmm. all practice team and third stringers. Just remember that. Just remember that. Just remember no, that. trust me. The, the last Giants several scared years, me. the Giants do scare me as a team playing beat. against y'all. But see, you gotta understand. Also. Go ahead. Also, got my bad. I I I don't want to I don't want to take this over. All I'm saying is a lot of these teams that we playing, 
they implementing new things. Like the Cowboys, they got a whole new offensive coordinator, new coach. You, you guys, the Giants, y'all got new guys. And this is not a typical offseason where even training camp, like guys wasn't even really hitting this much, this training camp. Um, we didn't have a lot of OTAs. Everything was like virtual. So it's it's a lot of it's a lot of it's a lot of unknown in some of this. So I, that's why that's I would a good say point. some of those teams, I think that we can beat them because of that alone, just because we getting them at the right time. And that's why I feel like that's our only advantage this year is that we have our core coming back and we have our, our head coach coming back. That's why I feel right. like I mean, in, your the core division, coming back. in the division, we could win. We could win a division at 10 and 6. I feel like the Cowboys, yeah, they look they they look like Super Bowl contenders on paper, but that's on paper. And every year in December, in, Jan- in January, they have their collapse. It's, it's inevitable. Like it's, well, it's, it's, I will tell you one team I fear the least, and that's the Giants. I definitely don't fear them. <laughs> The fact that y'all are beating the Saints and the Packers, Packers. That's it. Yeah, y'all gonna beat the Saints. That's Chris here beating the Saints. The Saints. First of all, first of all, hold on. Before we, before I get into this, yes, I'm a Raiders fan. I'm not gonna <laughs> listen to somebody who used to be a Will Fuller fan whose team got spanked the other night by the Chiefs. So you stay out of this. Anyway, back to what I was saying. <laughs> back to what I was saying. Like I said, oh, I am because I, I haven't get played on this. By, by Colin, just because he said we, I'm a fan of the Raiders. I never said my Raiders going to go 10 and 6. The best I got us going is 9 and 7. They're trash. It's okay. Keep going, though. Keep going. I mean, he keeps saying they're trash. That's fine. Keep going. Keep going. Listen, like I said, my Raiders, I think the best we're going to go is 9 and 7. That's the best. And we'll be lucky if we go 9 and 7. <laughs> we, we probably don't end up 7 and 9, 6, six and 10. I'll be surprised. I'd be shocked if we were 9 and 7. But I feel like that's the best we could do. But back to y'all. Y'all got the Browns. I think y'all going to have a struggle with the Browns. I'm still saying, yes, yes. Y'all not covering them. Y'all not covering Yes, yes. Y'all going to have a struggle. Y'all going to struggle against Y'all gonna struggle against the Cardinals. I don't care what you say about that. I, I in Phoenix, y'all struggling against them. They lost to the Dolphins. I, I want to see Darius Slay try to stay with DeAndre Hopkins. They lost to the Dolphins last year. Right. Right. Hey, right. But no. But no. Now, Mario, you can't. You can't discredit our win against y'all last year and talk about practice squad when we virtually had the same thing on offense. Now we coming back with a full roster. We got we got cornerbacks now on defense. Even though I know that y'all don't agree with it. But we got cornerbacks now on defense. We got a, a a defensive lineman that's coming in to play next to Fletcher Cox that, you know, that he's needed, I guess. You know, Jernigans didn't step up and do what he needed to do. Uh, Malik Jackson couldn't stay healthy. Like I said, like, we got we got guys. I think well, you think you say the Browns. Well, I can't count the Browns because on paper and those wide receivers, they should have killed the league. Now they got Austin Hooper, too, now. They should be balling. But guess what? They still got Baker Mayfield as their quarterback. And as long as that's happening, I'm never I, giving us an L to them. I mean, that's very true that Baker Mayfield, but they still got playmakers. And if they make plays, then we'll need. Like, like I said, the thing about y'all is y'all, need to, y'all really need to rely on your defensive, your defensive line to get back to the rush QBs. Because they can't do that, it's going to be a field day. It and really y'all is. Don't, if y'all don't sack them, y'all going to – Well, but that's, but that's our scheme anyway, though. That's our that's and, our scheme anyway. And if we're, t- we're talking about stuff, the Browns just upgraded the offensive line. They just got Zach Copeland from over oh, from Tennessee, who was I know they, got, they do. So they he's got, gonna block one of the. He's gonna block a Fletcher Cox or the other boy y'all just got from Pittsburgh. He's gonna block one of them. So yeah, they, but, they've already made improvements themselves. No, they have. But the thing about it is, they haven't upgraded the quarterback position. And as long but, as that's but, there, but like you I, do I, that I, I can't. Yeah, no, I know. I mean, I'm saying, but you you predicting that we're going to be the same team from last year, 
Why can't I predict that for the, the Browns? You said we lost to Miami, so I'm saying like look, the Browns was trash last year because of Baker. I don't predict that they're gonna get better. It's the same. It's the same thing. If y'all lose to the Dogs, y'all can lose to anybody. So See? my my question is, what makes <laughs> y'all go? What makes y'all think y'all gonna beat the Saints? That's my next well, see, question. Well, no, see, I'm going to say this, though. This is me saying this. Remember, the 11-5 the and five portion of that was the Saints, right? Like, I think we can beat the Saints, not because I've seen anything, but just because they didn't kick our ass for the last three years. Like, I got to believe that we're going to try to come through with some, with some pride, at least. So that's, that, that's one of them sleepers, like, uh, you know what, we might. That's why it's the 11-5. So I'm, I'm saving out hope on that pick. So I'm not going to sit up here and pretend that um, – you know, I got conviction on that. All right. Y'all beating the Panthers. We gonna, we gonna, before we wrap yeah, it up, we, we did go a little year. long on that. Um, real quick, I just want to get everybody's just predictions for week one tomorrow. We just going to go down the line. Jets and Bills, who y'all got? Just name a team. Bills. Jets and Bills. 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 All right. Packers, Vikings. Packers. Vikings. I got Vikings. No, no, no. Just all right. That's it. Hey, is y'all you writing this down? You writing this down? You writing this down? No, just just let me know what y'all picks are later. Just just, oh, I just gotta name them right now. I mean, right, I got uh, the recording. I'll send the recording to each and every one of y'all. I just I got Eagles and the football team. Eagles. Uh, Eagles. Eagles. Oh, the football team. <laughs> <laughs> Browns and Ravens. Ravens. Uh, Ravens. Ravens. Uh, Colts See, and Jaguars. Colts. Is that Colts and the Jaguars? Yeah. Oh, yeah, the Colts. A lot of these seem one-sided. Uh, Raiders, Panthers. Raiders, come on now. Raiders. Panthers. No, I don't know. That's the toss. I'm, I'm going to go with the Panthers. I'm a, Who's at the Panthers, I'm a, I said Panthers, Panthers but I'm going to go with them just to go against Chris. I'm going with the Panthers just to go against Chris. Y'all guys agreed? Okay. I mean, mean, upsets are possible any given Sunday. All right. What's next, Joe? That's it? Bears and Lions. I'll take Chicago. Yeah, I got Bears. I didn't hear the other team. My Navy brother. (laughs) Bears and Lions, bro. Oh, the Bears. Seahawks, Falcons. Seahawks. Seahawks. Dolphins, Patriots. That's a toss up. Oh, that's a toss up. I mean, I'll take the Patriots. I'll take the Patriots. I'm going to go with Patriots to show it off. I'm going to go with Dolphins. I'm going to go with Miami. I'm going with Dolphins. All right. Chargers, Bengals. Chargers. Chargers. Cardinals and 49ers. I'm going another upset, Cardinals. I got Cardinals. I got Cardinals win that. Yeah, I'm going Bengals too on that. I ain't, I ain't answer, but I'm going Bengals on that. All right, I got Cardinals winning that one. Buccaneers and Saints. This would be a good one. Buccaneers and Saints. Saints. Bucks. Saints. Mar, you got Bucks? Of course I do. Of course I do. <laughs> Cowboys and Rams. Sunday Night Football. Rams. Uh, I'm gonna yeah, go Cowboys. 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 The Rams defense is not there. Yeah. Outside of Jalen and Aaron, they just like it's not really. All right, Joni, keep it going. All right, Monday Night Football: Steelers and Giants. It's a doubleheader. Steelers. I'm gonna go with the oh, Giants. Oh my god. I'm gonna go with the Steelers on that. Oh my god. Giants. 
Steelers. What's wrong with that? Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. All right, last but not least, Titans or Broncos. That's the last name. Titans. Broncos. I'm going with Broncos, man. I forgot Von Miller's out. I'm going with the uh, Titans. All right. All right, so that should wrap it up for uh for episode one. One of the Restricted Zone podcast. Yes, sir. Episode one of the Restricted Zone podcast. Next week, we're going to get week one reactions and week two uh, predictions. Of, and, of course, you know, the conference finals is going to be in full swing by next week. So we're going to definitely get into that. And that's it for today. Um, thank you for listening. For David Miller, Colin Simprom, Jamar Morant, Chris McClendon, I'm John Wooten. And this was the Restricted Zone Podcast. Take Thanks care. Thanks, DP. DP, my bad. Yes, sir. Thank you, everyone. All right, fellas. Be good. All right. Thanks, man. Appreciate it.